Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Cena Sportscast, another Green Bay Packers edition. I'm Sam Daring. He's Christian John, and we are excited to have you with us. Today we have the linebacker position, and after the Christian Kirksey signing, I definitely did not think we were done um, with free agency at this position, um, especially with that low-risk high-reward signing in Christian Kirksey. And there are several players, several talented players at this position that are still on the market. So the first guy, um, the one guy that definitely comes to mind, kind of somewhat surprising um, that he got cut, but it's a little bit more surprising in my eyes that he's still on the market is Nigel Bradham. Yeah, definitely thought that he would have been scooped up by now, especially with the amount of experience he has. And he's played for a decent amount of time at a pretty high level. So I would have assumed he would have been picked up, uh, especially when you see contracts handed out to guys like Joe Schobert. But he's still there. And if the Packers don't draft a linebacker early, I definitely think that a guy like Nigel Bradham, somebody they should definitely give a call after the draft because there's a lot more that needs to be done at the inside linebacker position, and he would fit right in, in my opinion. Yeah, and like one, he has a ring, and two, he's more than reliable. He's been healthy for well over half of his career. And yeah, like you said, he's a guy like not just the Packers. Again, why it's still why it's still surprising that he surprising that he's still out there is you can pick him up and he'll immediately be a role player on your team. And we we the Packers have so many unproven guys um, at that linebacker position. I do think we could see more Oren Burks this year, but Oren Burks went down with an injury and everyone had high hopes for him, including me. But like that injury hurt us a lot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like And I've... Like you're mentioning, depth is just something we need at the inside linebacker position, too. Uh, Curtis Bolton goes down at the end of preseason. That hurt a little bit. And then you're left with Blake Martinez and Oren Burks. Oren Burks is hurt. So now it's really Blake Martinez and Raven Green. And then, of course, Raven Green gets hurt. So we were definitely playing from behind at the inside linebacker position all year of last year. And this, the remainder of this offseason, there should be a heavy amount of focus on making sure that there is more depth at that position and we're not in the same position next year if injury-prone Christian Kirksey goes down with something. Yeah, and that's the one knock that everyone's going to give on Christian Kirksey. Um, so I know we're not really on the secondary position, but it's interesting is because on the Packers podcast with Cream City Central that I was on last week, we were talking about, and I know you mentioned this to Andy Herman, kind of a hybrid guy as you draft Grant Delpit or you can, and you kind of use him as a, obviously I don't think that's going to happen, but you like, I think it'll be interesting to see if Mike Pettin likes his hybrid guys. Um, we had Josh Jones a few years ago um, 
who obviously did not pan out for us. But it'll be interesting to see whether it be free agency or even the, in the draft if Mike Pettin grabs someone and kind of uses him as that hybrid player on that defense. Yeah, it's definitely something I could totally see mm-hmm. is, say a guy like Grant Delpit falls to the Packers at, in the second round, and in the first round we took a wide receiver or an inside linebacker or even a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman. They could totally go with, a safety who falls and hope to have him play the hybrid role rather than taking a regular inside linebacker just because Petten loves having as many defensive backs on the field as possible. Yeah, and I mean, like, Grant Delpit, someone meet, he kind of meets that mold and size um, to be that type of player. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how Patton will view those type of players and actually, honestly, Grant Delpit to be specific. So the um, next the next one is the NFL draft targets. And obviously you and I both know is um, he obviously, he's in our bracket that we've made, so stay tuned for that, is Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. And I love this guy. And I know, like I mentioned earlier, is – even though the Big Ten, even though the Big Twelve is not known for having elite defenses, Oklahoma has done a nice job the past few years um, producing guys. Neville Gallimore, like we discussed yesterday, now you got Kenneth Murray, and like the one thing I would polish him on, he's aggressive. He, he's very aggressive, and sometimes it gets to a point where he comes a little bit too aggressive in his tackling. Um, and again. That to me is very fixable, and but he he's an instant playmaker on this defense. Yeah, and part of me believes that some of that aggression is what we were missing the last couple of years. No offense to Blake Martinez, but he's not very aggressive. He made a lot of his tackles like four year four yards up from the line of scrimmage, and that's not exactly what you want. Kirksey is a guy who is pretty aggressive but like you said Kenneth Murray is the absolute definition of aggression at the linebacker position he's a big he's a big inside linebacker and he's pretty fast so you add that to aggression and he can make a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage he can bust up a lot of stuff again there is a lot of pros and cons there with that though because in terms of play action stuff, he can really get burned with his aggression with him trying to make the big play. But as a whole, Murray is, in my opinion, probably the second best linebacker if you're considering Isaiah Simmons a linebacker and a guy whom the Packers could definitely start right away next to Christian Kirksey. And if Kirksey goes down, you could feel pretty good about having Kenneth Murray still. Oh, 100%. And it'll be interesting to see if Mike Penn or even Goot is a guy that wants to trade up for someone like Kenneth Murray. And I, to me, and again, we're two weeks out of the draft, but we're picking at 30. I truly think that we're in the right position as like as of right now to trade down. But like we always say, it really depends who's on the board. And if Kenneth Murray's out there, let's say at the 25th pick, I would strongly consider trading up for that. And I would, to me, I would kind of be surprised if he's there at 25. I, I really think he's capable of being in the top 20. Um, 
But if he's if he's available at 25, I would 100% strongly consider trading up for a guy like Kenneth Murray. So our next one is Willie Gay Jr. out of Mississippi State. This is a guy that he's really made a name for himself on uh, at the combine. He ran a 4.46. He's got the elite he meet he, elite mold of body frame for a linebacker. And another another guy again. He, he I do think he'll be a playmaker. He's a guy that will start almost instantly in that defense. Yeah, again, uh, like you said, he's extremely physical. He's got a great body type for being an inside linebacker. The one thing that worries me with Willie Gay is the suspensions. He was suspended multiple times. And I just, I don't know if that fits with the Packers. They've always drafted guys who were high quality individuals. Maybe they believe that he is now a better person, but that is something I believe could deter us from taking a guy like Gay. I mean, you say that, and I think well, you're 100%, 100% correct, but everyone, including myself, was very surprised that we even Ted Thompson brought in Joe Mixon for a workout. Um, a guy we didn't that. Draft him. I know we didn't draft him, but it was still surprising. We didn't draft him, I know, but it was still surprising. I honestly, it was still really, really surprising that we brought him in in the first place. Well, to me, it's not just because, I mean, there are guys who are so talented that you just want to see. Maybe they have changed. Maybe they're a much better person, but, I mean, again, I can't remember really the last time we brought in somebody who had this stigma of having a lot of off the field issues beforehand. I mean, the one guy I can think of it happened like while he was a Packer, I want to say is Eric Walden. I mean, did we, I don't, we didn't, I don't know if he drafted him, but I think he was a free agent already on the team at the time, but that's the only guy I can think of at the moment that I don't think we brought him in. Um, See, that's the thing. He wasn't he wasn't that guy, or at least he didn't have those troubles that we knew of before he was a Packer. Right, right. And same thing with Latroy Guyon's probably <clears throat> the other one who... Latroy Guyon had a lot of off-the-field trouble, but if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think he had that much trouble like with off-the-field issues before he was a Packer, and then he got cut almost immediately after he got in trouble. So it'll be... It's just something to watch. I'm not saying that it makes it takes him off of our draft board but we just don't have the history of drafting these sort of players. Oh, yeah, and no, I think you're right in that I think Willie Gay could be a prime example of players dropping um another Reuben Foster um even in the NFL he's getting he's gotten passed around a few times so your character says a lot and which is why it, Virtual interviews with players is kind of interesting to me. I'm I'm really anxious to see how that shakes up the draft as a whole because you can be a completely different person behind that camera. And that's another big thing with teams that don't have a history of taking players with off-the-field issues. <clears throat> I don't know if they'll this will be the time to go beyond that and just take a guy who has had those issues before just because they didn't get to meet him face-to-face. Mm-hmm. They met him through a screen, so. Right. 
So the last guy, this guy's arguably, I wouldn't say he's underrated because he's probably going to go early in the second round. He's one of my favorite guys, want defensive prospects in this draft, um, specifically guys that fit with the Packers, is Malik Harrison. He's gotten better every year. Um, he ended with 136 total tackles in his career, had 49 this past season, and three and a half sacks. If you watch his film, again, this is another guy that is insanely aggressive, um, just like Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray might be a little bit more polished, but if this guy's available, this is a guy I would trade up for in the second round. Yeah, uh, you said it best. He's basically like the second round version of Kenneth Murray. He's just a little more watered down version of him. He's big, he's aggressive, he's fast, and he has the same issues with being all of those things. And that's, he just gets too aggressive sometimes and defenses take advantage of it. Yeah. And I, again, we kind of went through the basic things. He's Kenneth Murray's a little bit more polished, but I think he does have the advantage of playing in the Big Ten, arguably the second best conference in college football. So before we end, um, I do want to do a hot take of this draft. Um, Christian, do you have any hot takes that you want to talk about? Yeah, and it involves involves the position we're talking about today. I don't believe the Packers will take an inside linebacker before round three in this draft. I think they should, but I don't think they won't. They just don't value the position as much as other teams. I even think there's a chance that Kenneth Murray could be on the board during the first round and the Packers still don't take them. Interesting. And after reading Kenneth Murray is at the top of my list. Um, But my, I don't know if I necessarily call it a hot take is to me, I think the safest pick at 30 positional wise is offensive tackle. Um, Because I'm to the point where I really don't want a wide receiver in the first round. Um, obviously, if someone like I don't, I really don't think Justin Jefferson is going to be there. But if we had this wide receiver class is so deep, I truly, I don't think picking one at thirty is going to be a waste. But we can afford to wait until the first round. This wide receiver class is deep, where you can wait at least one to two picks. The offensive tackle class is deep, but that talent is going to go away quick. Like six or seven tackles are going to be taken in the first round. Yeah, I I don't disagree. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for joining us this week. Um, tune in tomorrow. We will go over our cornerback position to end on the defensive side of the ball. And be sure to go vote on our Twitter page for our prospect. Um, the first one is ending very soon. It was. Uh, Bryson Hopkins and Justin Jefferson. Um, our next one will be posted today. Um, so give us a follow on our Facebook, CNS Sports Podcast. Our Twitter, CS Sports Feed 2. Our Instagram is CS Sports Feed. So thank you for joining us. And we will see you tomorrow to finish up the defensive side of the ball at the corners. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.